0: Hello and welcome to 51st Coffees. So why 51st Coffees? Now, this is very little to do with coffee and everything to do with connection through conversation, plus finding out how far can a good conversation go there are 52 weeks in a year and i look forward to speaking to someone new inside and outside my social circle at least once a week these are people i admire for a whole bunch of reasons they are fueled by ambition passion greed, curiosity they are from a wide range of industries they are from all around the world and they're still figuring it all out this this whole thing in every sense of it is a first for me my name is masha ida And welcome to my 51st Coffees. In this episode, we are spilling all the tea with Nikki Fostofsky. Nikki is the creator of The Tea with Nikki, our YouTube channel that explores all things feminine leadership, plus she has the most amazing conversations with inspirational women out here. Nikki is also a digital recruitment consultant, plus she's a Cape Town Future Females Ambassador and Network Coordinator. And she is a former sports journalist whose main focus was telling stories of women in sports. So go ahead and check out the Tea with Nikki on all your social platforms. And yes, follow 51st Coffees on all your social platforms and enjoy. Here's Nikki. Bye.
1: My- journey, has always been very unconventional, I suppose you can say, because I haven't always known what I wanted to do uh, from when Uh I was a child. I mean, it's changed so many times, but I just, I knew, it might sound so bizarre, but I always just knew I wanted to do something great. I wanted to leave a mark. I wanted, I want people to know me. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I totally relate to that yeah and i just wanted something where uh, i could connect with people reach with people and so i mean i i've been a pa at a kind of home automation company then i i felt i've always loved sports and then that's how i kind of found sports journalism i always wanted to do presenting and there was a sports um well, they're not a sports agency. They're all well, digital agency. They're an online publications agency, and they did many kind of online publications. So they also did Spa Magazine. Um, oh, nice. They, they've yeah, they've done um, product value propositions and those sorts of things. And I just wanted to be in sports because uh, also one of my um, role models, who I've been very lucky enough to actually have on the tee with me, is uh, Motidisi Mohono just, I knew I wanted to be in presenting that sort of thing. And, uh, from varsity, because I was also at UCT radio, I just wanted to be a presenter and be on air and those sorts of things. And I always watched more D C, and I was just thinking this woman is so clinical. She's so knowledgeable. She's so relatable as well because she just has such a warm energy to her. And I just absolutely adored her. And then once I left my job as this PA at this, um, home automation place I just said I I, want to actually try do this sports journalism thing because I also saw that there was this gap where I felt that female athletes weren't getting enough attention or recognition for what they do and I went to the sports publication uh, agency or part and I said I want to do video interviews all this and they said well that's not really what we do but we're happy to take you on and you can help us with the content creation. So I was very fortunate enough. I met incredible sports athletes as well, got to plan content. Um, I got a lot of creative direction as well. I had a bit of influence of how the sports magazine looked. I didn't like how it looked, and I told them uh, blatantly that I didn't like it. So <laughs> I, I... – <laughs> and then I changed it Um And got to meet incredible sports athletes I pushed a lot of female content. Then, unfortunately, my time was coming to an end there. um, You know, sometimes you need to move on from places. So I was just, it was that time for me. And I sent my CV to a few recruitment agencies saying I wanted to be a project manager or a copywriter, something like that. And this company then, we've now been uh, acquired by Salt Recruitment, but we were Recruit Digital beforehand. And my now colleague, Alexander, actually called me and we did the typical recruiter thing where he asked me my experience and all those things. And then yeah, he says, tell well, me about yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then what are you looking for? You know, those yeah. things. And then. He said, and I said, well, I'm not sure really what I want to do, but I know I love project management. I love organizing. I'm very A-type personality, and an A-type personality will always tell you that. But I love organizing. Yes. I love being organized. I love planning. It's, <laughs> it's just who I am. So I was just like, project management, it just goes. Then he said, well, have you ever considered uh, recruitment? And I was, I was like, no, no um, never, it had never crossed my mind. Yeah, And I said, but I'm not close to it, tell me more about it. And we spoke then, I went through a series of interviews and two weeks later I started at (laughs) Recruit Digital. What
0: does feminism mean to you and why why the tea with Nikki and why now?
1: So feminism, this is also a question that I ask the woman that I speak to on my platform, there is no one definition of it i I find um for me it's such a objective and subjective thing one thing we can agree on is that feminism is equality it's not man hating it's not anti-men it's about equality men uh, i mean women want to get the same paycheck want to get the same recognition as men Um, so for me that's what feminism is it's that respect me and my mind and not just look at my body and my appearance and think, oh, I'm lesser than because I'm not. Maybe physically I will not be able to lift a hundred kilograms like a man can, although I can deadlift about 65, 75, that's been my maximum. But, you know, (laughs) I can't, I I won't be physically as strong as a, as a, as a man. And we know that physiologically, but when it comes to intellectual capabilities Uh, tenacity or all those sorts of things and so that's what feminism is to me it's not man hating it's not anti-men it's about equality I want to receive the same paycheck I want you to see my opinion on the same level as what a man would I want you to recognize that I'm educated Uh, yeah that's just for me what it comes down to I think i like that
0: because um i feel like there are a lot of misconceptions of what feminism is and uh, a lot of people feel threatened by the word of just of anyone just saying oh yeah i'm a feminist and they're like oh
1: yeah
0: oh so you guys just like hate men you guys
1: are independent yeah, and you're you burning bras and you're not shaving your legs yeah, oh, exactly and it just and actually, like no <laughs> <laughs> no it, and it's it, I've actually gotten to a point where it used to boil my blood, and now I think it just it. I feel pity for the people who who think that way, we who still feel think that, that way. way. Because, exactly. Yeah, I feel sorry for them because I think you are so stuck in a mindset where you don't want to improve yourself. Your mind is closed. You're not open to this world where so much is accessible to us. Everything is constantly evolving, and you don't want to improve your knowledge and improve yourself that I can't be upset with you because you should be upset with yourself because I'm growing and you want to stay in the same space. It's it's, (laughs) We can't even compare that, backtracking. But you asked sort of why did I start and why now. Yeah. Uh, So it was – I also asked this is kind of what was your affluent, amazing aha moment. And I had this aha moment when I was – watching one of our interviews that uh, Future Females, when I say our, Future Females hosts yes. a Own Your Income Summit. And mm-hmm. I was watching the one with David Knoll and Cordula. And oh, yes. David Knoll and his uh, partner uh, have a, well, not his life partner. It's a, it's a business partner on a podcast series called Role Models
0: that oh, nice. they
1: created, which – It's very similar to what I've done as well, but they obviously started a long long time before me uh, where it was speaking to kind of industry innovators, as the best way I can put it, of these incredible women and interviewing with them just so that we have access to these conversations with these incredible women who who are doing great things, who are leading in an industry, how they've overcome their challenges and those sorts of things. And I was watching this and I just always wanted to do a sort of youtube or interview series i mean from radio to sports journalism all those and yeah. i just it clicked it clicked in me and i was like i need to do this i i need to do this and then you know you start getting into the self deprecating cycle where's well should i start this? why should i start this people are going to judge me all those sorts of things and oh, yes. i'm so blessed and grateful to have the amazing girlfriends that I do in my life because I was so scared to even ask them. And then once I did, I was like, okay, well it's out there in the universe. Now I'm asking. And all <laughs> of them just came back saying, Oh my gosh, of course you have to do this. This is 100% for you. And um, then I was just like, okay, well now, I uh, now I just have, I have to start. Uh, let, let me just get this done. And the reason why I wanted to do feminine leadership was because that, Feminism, and especially feminine leadership, is a very open-ended statement. Uh, Feminism Mm -hmm. can be uh, a feminine leader or feminine leadership qualities can be anything from compassion to silent strength to empathy. And we see this also with leaders in the world today. So many more women are coming into business, but also business environments are being much happier when they adopt sort of inverted commas, feminine leadership qualities where it's more compassionate, it's more empathetic, it's more understanding. Uh, we also see these incredible female presidents. who oh, yes. are doing amazing. Exactly. Uh, New Zealand, uh, Germany, everywhere. They are there on the forefront. And then you just see all the other countries kind of slugging behind and you think, well, there's a difference in leadership. So, I just thought as well, you know, if I don't start this now, I won't start it ever. And now I have no excuse not to start because I'm not running around. I'm not doing this. I'm at home. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> when I wasn't working from home, I stay in the southern suburbs, but my offices are in town. So I'd spend at least two hours a day in the car or oh, yeah. on, on, I also have a scooter. So scooter would be less than two hours, but it's still time wasted. What? So That's cool. I love it because then I miss traffic. I'm I yeah. save myself forty minutes being on the scooter. I'm not even joking.
0: Oh my god! Do you know how many times I'm in traffic and I just see someone dash past and I'm like. Oh, I wish, I wish I had a scooter. I've been saying that for like the yeah. last ten
1: years. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the best thing. It's my favorite, and even, everyone, everyone was saying to me, oh, "Aren't you scared being on a scooter?" I said, "Well, you drive a car, and there's car accidents all the time. So, aren't you scared being in a car?"
0: Oh, that's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they say, all but in a car you have more protection." And I just said, "Well, I don't drive like an idiot, and I'm vigilant, so I suppose I'm okay." <laughs> <laughs> You're so badass, <minus>, I swear. <laughs> thank you (laughs) you know (laughs) so that yeah and that's just kind of how I started and I thought well how do I want the feeling to be of the Tea with Nikki and I wanted it to be a conversation I want people to feel that they are sitting there with me having these conversations with these women and then learning more about I want it to be a platform not just for women I wanted men to listen as well and hear. And I'm also very lucky that uh, I have the most incredible uh, guy friends in my life as well who are feminists as well. And they um, listen to it and and they listen to the series and and I always ask for feedback. But what my favorite is as well is that why I started it and what I want people to leave with is that they have that sort of – turning point or that epiphany moment for, for men I wanted it to be an epiphany moment where they see how difficult it actually is for women in the industries because uh, we're constantly having to prove ourselves and how my, my some of my best guy friends they come back to me and they say, Oh, we loved this and we loved hearing about this. And I remember one of my best friends, he said to me, wow, I didn't realize how because he listened to Romy Mayer's interview where she's a female engineer Um, on the Red Bull racing team. And he said, "Oh yes, wow, the only female engineer and one of four women on a team of 60. He goes, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, And I just, I wanted to also normalize failure. Uh, I'm someone who's exceptionally hard on myself and I know I don't (laughs) give myself enough credit. I'm told that all the time that I don't give myself enough credit. Your
0: biggest influence in life so far?
1: This one is a no-brainer, actually. It, It has to be my mom. Oh, my mother's like my world. Ooh, actually, that's just made me so emotional saying that, just thinking about her. Um, she's yeah. just, oh, my gosh, why am I getting so emotional? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just she's so she's so strong. So my parents are both immigrants. They're uh, Ukrainian, so they've come from Ukraine to South Africa. My dad is still very present, obviously, in my life, so it's not not that he's an absent father or anything. It's just that watching my mother how she struggled and battled over the years and because they both had to work so hard but because obviously being a woman I've seen how my mother's had to struggle so much harder because she's a woman. My parents got divorced in 2010 uh, yeah 2010 2011 was a bit of a tough time within my family and also because uh, work-wise and financial support and those sorts of things and yeah. just seeing how my mum worked her fingers to the bone and um she she had that vision that ambition she knew what she wanted she she had these goals and she just surpassed them she went above and beyond and absolutely killed it she had a goal of you know, reaching a financial target uh, over, like, three years, and she did it in a year and a half. What? Yeah, I think it wasn't even three years. I think she planned for five years. And in a year and a half, she actually just – she killed it, and she paid debts off, and it was – yeah. Oh she's goodness. just sensational. And she's always worked so hard, but because she's so strong, and it, it, I think this is also where I get it from, is the fact that I don't give myself enough credit. She does not give herself enough credit for what she does. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I actually uh, get you, yeah she always boosts my sister and I she is so supportive and she adores us so much and what I admire so much about her is that she will she will openly say to my sister and I where she knows she's gone wrong and she'll admit her flaws and her faults and when she starts seeing us kind of start making similar mistakes to what she does. And this is also not just, you know, uh, life mistakes. She lets us make our life mistakes, but emotional where she says, don't close yourself off. She goes, that's a mistake I made and it's too late for me now, but I don't want you to do that. She goes, be emotional, have that, um, that emotional feeling. You know, kneel into it. My mom also has just shown such. Yeah, my mother has just been my guiding light, and she's been my biggest supporter, my uh, number one fan, and just also calls me out and saying, "Look, you're being a little shit." <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, and my, she's always been so giving, and what you know, you often find that um, she's only push me to the extent of where it's it's supportive. It's not where she wants me to like live out a dream of hers or, you know, you see those kind of parents. Oh, yes, um, yes. But if she's like, if you want to do something, go and do it and she'll make sure that, you know, I'm, I feel supported and um, my mother's always given us everything that she can and we've been so fortunate and lucky that we do, we are comfortable and that we've never felt at a disadvantage but then I I don't know. My mom's just raised us so right. (laughs) Do you get this thing where the older you get, the more
0: appreciative you get of your parents, like your mom? Yes, one hundred. You know. Let's delve into a
1: bit of like digital recruitment. Uh, I've worked on product manager roles for the Shoprite Group. So Shoprite Group, um, South Africans will know it's also Checkers, Shoprite, uh, and they have the largest. Customer base within South Africa, and they're doing this incredible, innovative app where it's kind of like a um, Uber Eats meets oh, grocery nice. services. Uh, so you can order your groceries, and it should be delivered with you to you within sixty minutes. Wow! Uh, Talk about yeah. efficiency, man! Like we need this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think during the pandemic, they've had. A huge influx in comparison to what they anticipated. So it's not sixty sixty anymore because it was called sixty sixty. Um, now it will take about three to four hours, but it's same day delivery all your groceries. Yeah. Um, So I recruited a product manager for that role. Just such an exciting space to be in because now I know that you know uh, I'm recruiting these people who are going to make such an impact for these apps and for these products that are going to be released and you know sixty sixty to make it more efficient and to release different things into it and knowing that you know i had a part to play in that is just it's such a cool feeling <laughs> during the pandemic our our company is so compassionate and empathetic and understanding that they said uh, our director it's, he is a male um, but mm-hmm. he is just so empathetic and compassionate as well and you can see he he loves the business and he respects all of us so much and he sent us a message out and saying that we, because of obviously the current situation of the pandemic, we're going to have to take a salary cut, but he doesn't want it to be where we're working this full time and take a salary cut. He didn't feel that that was fair compensation. So with the salary reduction, we also then would have um, a reduction in our hours. So we had that in place. We still had roles. We were still working. I mean, the the role that I just spoke about, the product manager, in, in the ShopRite group, That was within the first month or two. I'm a full believer of what Richard Branson says as well. He goes, the customer is not always right, and it's not always about a happy customer. If your employees are happy, then your customers will be happy. And I think that our company, (laughs) yeah, I think that's truly resonated in our company.
0: What are some of the tips um, you would give, like – interview candidates right now like during this time like how to prepare approach and comfortably see through interviews
1: i don't think it's that much more different than if it weren't this peculiar period because Mm -hmm. i see some same mistakes come through from candidates before this pandemic hit number one if you're applying for a company do your research on the company is this a company you want to work for Know about them because companies and people who are interviewing you from the company, if they hear that you know about what they're doing, what their innovation is at the moment, you know that you know about them. Then, firstly, you're um, autonomous. You work like you're. You can work autonomously. You do your research. You're clued up. You can do things on your on your own. You don't have to be spoon fed. You go out your way to to do things. Right, so you know what the company is about. You ha- think about if that the company kind of image or culture that you want to fit within, and also be sure in the fact that you want to move. Uh, know why you want to move, why you want to leave, um, what it is that you're looking for, what is the minimum that you are happy to to sort of accept. Because I've had a time where uh, I've gotten two candidates down. To offer stage, they've gotten offers, and then they've declined it. And then I said, well, but why did you decline it? Yeah. And it's, it's a whole series of other things. But then I'm like, then why did you waste this process? You went through the series of interviews, the series of stages of interviews. You chatted to these people. We've gone back and forth with negotiations, and now you're not even taking it. So why, why did you do this in the first place? So know why it is that you're going to to apply for a job yeah and then other just pro steps. during the interview process Like i say do your research know the company um look if, if you know who you're interviewing with look them up on linkedin oh yes know what university they went to or whatever because that comes up in interviews because then you can say oh i saw that you went to UCT and you studied to become accounting i just finished um my accountancy three years ago and blah, 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 you know it's good to talking points and it makes it relatable
0: and yeah. it, it, it shows new... interest
1: mm-hmm. and it makes the interview a lot more interviewee and interviewers, just the environment more at ease because then there's something that's relatable between uh, the, the, the person and also now during a pandemic make sure you just have good wifi please <laughs> I know <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Good Wi-Fi is like a game changer and good lighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: feel yeah. like when you're doing those webinars and someone is in the dark and you can't really see them, mm. it's a yeah. bit. Yeah. And I like the point you're saying about even just going to the LinkedIn and checking out and seeing where you may have something in common or where you may have something mm. to like refer to. I like that because now I feel like now more than ever, since it's a virtual meeting, they, you have to yeah. really work on your conversation points and yes. maybe like your tone of voice, your interest, your facial expressions. They have to matter yeah. and they have to be very intentional because you're trying to portray yourself through a screen and, yeah. uh, and not necessarily in person. There's so many things we get away yeah. with by being in person where you yeah. can just, you know, but now with a screen, it's so easy to lose interest very quickly if you're not... Yeah. You know, if you don't look like you're really into it, into the conversation and
1: really interested. Yeah. So dress appropriately. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard some stories where people are, you know, they're kind of in their PJs and it's like, you're, look, we know it's virtual and you're working from home, but just still be professional.
0: <laughs> I know. Put on <laughs> a shirt and have a, the PJ <laughs> bottoms then. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah. there's a the Professionalism still can't be substituted, I think.
0: I know I, I read somewhere not even read I think I was watching just um, sometimes I just play like YouTube um, this YouTube series is, right so I was watching something mm-hmm. on YouTube and I remember this this lady was like saying she was recruiting for a PA job yeah and uh, she yeah. was just telling people PSA like if you if you are to come on an interview please 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 brush your teeth like it's just please do that and I was like what like it was so funny to me to think yeah. about that and she was like yeah like I'm interviewing somebody and you can tell like they just had cheetos or something like
1: like
0: I think there's also like basic I feel like um it even improves your performance if you take a shower groom a bit
1: you know but it also mm-hmm. makes you feel better yeah uh
0: what does the future hold <laughs> what are your plans what are you looking forward to the most right now
1: world domination i'm checking wow
0: um. <laughs> i was like oh my god i was like oh the chat has got it into you you know the, yeah. the guys are coming up with robots and they're like oh my god
1: <laughs> like that. So I have sort of what I want to do for the month. I have monthly goals that I set out. I also have a to-do list daily that I write that works towards that monthly goal. Um, then I have sort of kind of where do I see myself within a year? Where do I see myself within six months? So I, I'm a planner. So the but I also um, I'm like an optimistic realist. I think that's the way I like to say it is that. I don't think any dream is unreachable or impossible. If I want it, I can do it. But then I have to put in the work for it because the, I can't. I can't um, fold your hands and wait for it to come. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> going to be given to me. Um, so for me, I have a five-year plan. I know, um, with but I don't. But then, so I have my plans. But then I also just have ways that I'm going to work for it as well because I I can't plan everything and I've learned that the hard way is that no matter, say, okay, in six months' time I want to be overseas, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Pandemics happen, things get thrown at you. So it's just um, having that ability to be agile and pivot the strategy and say, okay, this isn't going to happen now in these six months but then let me extend it to that it is going to happen and I'm working constantly towards it. So I know my five-year plan, what the future holds for me, is that uh, I want to end up in London. I want to work there. I want to work in our London office uh, for sold recruitment. I want to grow the tea with Nikki and the fact is that um, just continue having these incredible women on my platform that I speak to, um, but I want to have it to – a position where I just have to worry about who I book and the content. I want someone to do the social media marketing for me because um, that's, yeah, I, 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 there's, it's, I'd rather, I believe that, you know, there's a reason why people choose certain career paths and they're the business professional and industry leader. So I'd rather have someone who is, good at what they do and they do it for me and that's what they're passionate about and then also have someone to do the video editing for me because it takes a lot of my time and oh my as God. much as I'm enjoying it and I'm learning it it's also something that takes up a lot of my time whereas I would much rather put my efforts in elsewhere so I want to get T with Nikki to a, a stage where it's sponsored content I have yes. a video editor and a social media market uh, marketer for me and then I just work on the content and booking and sponsorships yeah, and then I want to um, have completed my postgraduate diploma in entrepreneurship and innovation oh, at nice. a university in London as well. Yeah, because I actually did get accepted into a master's uh, program. It was an, uh, a form of MBA. It was for um, global business. It was also I had a facet of um, in entrepreneurship and innovation. It was a two-year program, and I got accepted, and I, I was supposed to actually be – uh, start having started it this year uh, in London at Health University mm-hmm. um, but and I received a 25% scholarship as well what? But, that looks so good yeah, but the problem is you know life happens and you get yeah. different curveballs at you and even with the 25% scholarship uh, with the exchange rate it was just far just, out of my reach yeah. I wasn't able to afford it and, and then I just, now look at
0: how this year turned out again
1: Yes, yeah. But then I just thought, you know, this is actually, it, it wasn't a waste. It was everything I needed because I didn't even think I could have gotten into this university, never mind receive a 25% scholarship. Um, and you did it. So, <laughs> yeah, so now I know I, I can do it. So at 51st Coffees, we have this tradition
0: where I get to ask you five lightning round questions. So mm. are you ready?
1: Yeah, I, yeah don't I
0: am. Let's go. For really, it. Let me tell you, I love this lightning round. <laughs> so, question one: When was the last time you did something for the first time, and what was it?
1: Oh, this one's sort of a no-brainer. I mean, uh, the last time I did something for the first time was start a YouTube channel of a web interview series (laughs) (laughs) called The Tea with Nikki. The Tea with Nikki. Oh, gosh, I love it.
0: I love the title. Like, I'm just like, what's the tea, man? I love it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: spill the tea. (laughs) You know, I'm capable of uh, being adaptable, you know. um, Oh, yeah. That learning and learning that I actually love constant change. I think if I remain stagnant for too long, I become irritable um, because we live in a world that is the day is never the same ever. I mean, today I'm looking, I'm in Clan William and the dam, it's raining and now even just within the last hour, it's no longer raining anymore. You know, so (laughs) I, I love I realized I love living in a world of constant change because I actually realized that I love to constantly evolve myself. Question three, name
0: <laughs> one person you would love to have coffee with and why.
1: This one is actually such a hard question because I'd rather have a, a dinner with several people. It's just so many people I'd love to speak with.
0: <laughs> you, you want it to be more intimate and longer.
1: <laughs> yes, but I think... Um, at this point in time right now, my number one person is going to have to be Bozoma St. John, the chief marketing officer oh, of Netflix.
0: Oh, oh Badass Boz. Yes. What?
1: that's what, I love it. Oh, badass my boys. I mean, come on. Come on. What? Just her, her social media handles to start with. How art would be cooler. Like, I love her. Oh, my goodness. I'm obsessed with her at the moment. I, I, I know she was recently just in hospital. She had an emergency yeah. surgery and just she's still just so cool and professional and she's so funny and she's obviously exceptionally talented in what she does and her work. And I mean it speaks for itself, but she's just still this really badass pose. I would fangle, I probably wouldn't have been a, I won't be able to speak for the first two minutes and then I'd kind of pull myself towards myself and be able to have a conversation with her. <laughs> I love it. Actually,
0: totally serious. Let's put this in the stars. Come on for some
1: so tea. You know, um, what is one thing you know for sure? That being vulnerable takes a lot more strength and courage than what people give it credit for.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Five. How do you <laughs> take your coffee? <laughs> I keep forgetting this is a lightning round. <laughs>
1: um Um, my coffee i like to say um i wish i came up with this phrase myself but i heard someone say it the one time and i've been saying it ever since i love an al which means it's a cappuccino but with almond milk yeah an extra strong coffee with with almond yes. milk, but I love I love steamed milk. though I love frothy milk. It just it makes me so happy. I don't I don't um, want to just pour it in like an americano.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Too boring so so for fancy. me. <laughs> I know. Like wow, now you're just about that alpacino life. <laughs> yes,
1: get me an alpacino
0: <laughs> it's a fancy order. Imagine just getting into a coffee shop and you're like, "Yo, I'll have an alpacino, please." They're like, uh, I, "Um,
1: down in our building, um, we've got a coffee shop that's uh, at the on the bottom floor, um, on the corner. And yeah. I said to them the one day and I said like, "Oh, I'm going to have an alpacino, almond milk, well, uh coffee with almond milk, you know, like a cuz a uh, flat white." And they were like, oh, "We love that. We're actually going to put that on the board." And I just did a silent, you know, f- air air pump and like fist pump in the air and I was like yes (laughs) I've coined something